Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe. I am back at it, back at it, back at it again. And here we are live after another Jets loss. The New York Jets lose to the Atlanta Falcons 20-27. to This Falcons team was without Calvin Ridley. This Falcons team was without other weapons as well. And we couldn't stop them. The offense was horrific, particularly in the first half. As usual, we're going to get to all of it. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with, forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. Your boy's on iTunes as well, man. Get your boy up on iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here. I love hearing the feedback. love hearing about what you folks, uh, you know, enjoy. I don't enjoy watching the Jets, but I do enjoy the feedback from my show. Oh, man, this is tough. This is really, really tough. <laughs> you know, being a Jets fan, it stinks sometimes. It really, really does. And it's just mind-blowing to me how horrific we play offensively. It's awful. Today it was a putrid showing, particularly in the first half. Just errant things. First off, starting off the play calling. The play calling was terrible in this game. It was terrible. It was terrible. Yet again, we underutilize weapons that we should be utilizing more. Denzel Mims, right? We don't put Denzel Mims out there on the field. Oh, no. No. The guy can go out there, make plays. We, we don't find ways to utilize him effectively at all. Moore didn't have much in his game either. It was more of the same thing. Struggling offensively, not being able to consistently hold drives, not being able to push the ball down the field, not being able to score, sleepwalking. This was one of the things that we were concerned with going into this game. And we all said, hey, the game's in London. Are, is there going to be some issues? Yes, the game's in London. Yes, we did come out sleepwalking, but we've done this all damn season long. To be completely honest, we have. In every single game that we've had this season, the offense has yet to come out with their hair on fire, with a sense of urgency, trying to find a way to build and score early. We always do the same thing. We play like a second-half team. We wait until late in the second quarter to get going, and that's exactly what we did here. Max, Mike LaFleur has got to step it up. This play calling today was awful. It was awful. So many bad play calls, so many play calls in spots where it didn't make sense. You got Zach Wilson out there. He's missing throws. Early in the game, up until a point, he only had 65 yards throwing the ball. And he had an interception, which was a bad interception that he locked onto a wide receiver, and it was very easy for the Atlanta Falcons to pick that off. It's just terrible, man. We got bailed out, got a great defensive pass interference call. I'll take it every single time. We got bailed out on that call. We took that. We're able to get back into the game with it, and then our offense goes right back into a shell. 
They can't do anything because we're running out of time because we played so bad offensively in the first in the first half. Now we're trying to make up time. Penalties killed us in this game as well. Shepard with a holding call. Wilson with a, def- a defensive pass interference. Moore was out of bounds. He got a call for that. You had guys holding on defense as well during running plays. So many penalties in this game on the New York Jets. Yet again, that's another thing that we are seeing. Penalty today for 58 yards. We just gave it away. Defensively, the defense honestly played all right. They got two turnovers, two fumbles. The Jets offense couldn't do anything with it. But we got two turnovers. Quincy Williams was out there flying around. Bryce Hall looked solid. He's deflecting passes. We were trying to play a bend-but-don't-break style, but this defense was on the field all game. Earlier in the game, at one point, the Falcons were dominating the time of possession, something like 19 minutes to 31 minutes. They ended up still beating us in the time of possession, 35 minutes to 24 minutes. You cannot play like that. You just can't. You just cannot play like that. We struggled stopping Cordell Patterson. It was the Cordell Patterson show. Every single thing in the world was going his way. The Atlanta Falcons' entire offense today was Cordell Patterson, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, a young tight end, came into this game and often was running wide open within this Jets defense. There were so many guys catching footballs wide open, around the middle, all over the place. This is insanity, man. It was insanity. This Jets team has got to get it together, man. We couldn't even get a sack today. We've got to play better, particularly offensively in games. You can't leave the defense hanging the way that we do and think that you're going to do anything in this league. It's just bad, man. This was bad football. This was poorly coached football, highly penalized football, and awful football to watch, especially if you're a fan of offense. And the underutilization, yet again, of Denzel Mims and Elijah Moore, this is all about getting the ball to Corey Davis constantly. That, that offensive philosophy needs to change. This is horrific. Just absolutely horrific. So we're going to go ahead and get to the callers because I got a lot to talk about with everyone. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We taking all callers, man. We taking all callers. And here when you call in, please be patient, okay? We're going to get to everybody. The lines is hot. I don't want to take up too much time talking. I'm so disgusted by this team, man. I'm just tired of this. So first call I'm going to. My guy, 813, 813, you're looking like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from, and let me know what you think about this New York Jets offense, man. Hey, Joe. What's going on? Hey, Joe. It's Ted. Uh, Ted from Riverview, Florida. I called last week. I'm NY Jets, Florida, in your uh, YouTube uh, commentary. Oh, hey. Uh, Good to see you. Hey, man. Good to see you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh... What do I think about everything? I'm sitting in my garage hiding from my family and my dogs. I mean, oh man. I mean, um, I from beginning to end. I mean, the worst thing to me was they. We knew what they were gonna do, 
yep. on offense, and we couldn't we couldn't do a damn thing about it. Nothing. Nothing to stop it. Nope. And I mean, I know Ryan was Ryan is accurate, and he's still a good quarterback, but the defensive coverage. Um, you know, if it wasn't for Quincy Williams uh, and Bryce Hopp, like you like you mentioned, it was a Bryce Hopp, um, Bryce Hall, um, Bryce Hall. If it was Bryce Hall, if it wasn't for either one of them, the defense would. I mean, it probably let up fifty. I mean, yeah. it it would have been probably let up fifty points. Seriously. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, it was, it was, and then you, it, it's just awful. It's awful, and and like you like you said as well. The fact that our offense is struggling so bad, particularly to start games. I mean, what were your thoughts about the offensive play calling? Because I had questions for that all game. I felt like you know, guys mm-hmm. that should be utilized more within our offense aren't. And they're being left out to dry. Guys that could be big playmakers. And I feel like LaFleur mm-hmm. is not doing enough to make things a little bit more simple and get the ball in the hands of guys that we need to. Mm. Well, Zach was struggling immensely at the beginning yeah. and the running game was working a little, but uh, he didn't look sharp. He didn't look, uh, he looked, maybe he was, uh, had an issue at the time. I, I don't know how, how you can look so bad after coming off of that kind of week and just looking flat. Maybe the whole team was flat after that. They mm-hmm. acted like they won the Super Bowl last week with the Gatorade bath and all. Maybe there was a little, yeah. maybe it was a little too much, uh, euphoria after that kind of win but um i i couldn't imagine zach dirting so many balls and uh but you mentioned you were talking about the play calling do you know elijah moore was open on a play that um i believe zach had to avoid pressure on uh, i think adam archuleta uh, actually diagrammed it on the uh television coverage that he was open i mean but at least we saw mims i mean we <laughs> I saw Mims in college, and Mims a big body, and and like you said, it maybe it's time to get him more involved and stretch the field a little, and then a lot of underneath plays can uh, can happen a lot, you know, a lot easier for Wilson, and maybe we can draft a real tight end that can catch the ball, and you know, like a Pitts, maybe we can get somebody of quality, a better quality, um, and have a weapon, not just a big big body in there. Yeah. I mean, we've got to do something. But, I mean, our offensive play caller has got to find a way to get the ball in his hands as well. And like you said, mm-hmm. you know, Zach was struggling early. We saw him miss a lot of short and intermediate balls, a lot of balls going straight mm-hmm. into the dirt. There was one that was going towards Crowder that could have, been, could, have resulted in, could have resulted in a first down to help extend that drive. And he put that in the dirt. There were other plays as well out there left in the dirt. And that's my next question for you is, these short and intermediate mm-hmm. things, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's his footwork? Do you think it's just him trying to press too much? Are you thinking that he's always thinking about the big play? How do you think that they should kind of mm. fix that? What are your thoughts on, on that on his I, situation there? I think it's a combination of all of it. I really think when they were down, were they down 10 nothing? I think I think he does press. Mm-hmm. I think he feels he has to make a lot of, a lot of not necessarily a bomb play, but a lot of he's got to say, okay, I'm – we're down. I gotta. I gotta go. I gotta make plays now to get, get us back instead of you know, maybe thinking about taking it piece by piece um, more um, than trying to make big plays. But I have to say, when they took the you know the leash off of him in the fourth quarter, he made some big time throws. Um, you know, first yeah. and twenty, and and um, you know the, the fact that Mims Mims came out of the uh, witness protection program. Um, 
and made some plays. That was a good sign. Um, their young team, I mean, it was just a big stinker. So maybe uh, they have a bye playing New England. I was, I was thinking three and three, but uh, there's no way this team is uh, is ready to be, you know, not a contender, but they're just a middle-of-the-road team right now, very young, and it's another growing year for them. That's the way it has yeah. to be for the players and the coaches. Yeah, it's tough, man. This this was a tough loss to watch. It, yeah, it was a tough loss to watch me, especially because, like mm. you said as well earlier, is that we knew what they were going to do. We knew who they were. They're coming in without Kyle yeah. Ridley. Or, yeah, Calvin Ridley. They're coming in without their big weapons or their bigger weapons. Yeah. You know, yes, they got Pitts. Yes, they got Cordell Patterson. But those are the two only guys they have offensively. Those are the guys they fed all day long. And it was like we could yep. not stop them. We couldn't stop them from doing things. We couldn't get to, to, to Matt Ryan to rattle him. We couldn't get it. It was just mind-blowing, man. But before I let you go, I'm going to end it, with a little pop. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I want to, you know, leave it a little positive. What are your thoughts about the New York Jets extending John Franklin Myers, man? I think it's good. I, I think he deserves it I, for a, a player that's uh, – was on waivers, I think, and, you know, kind of uh, – he you could tell he cares after watching the press conference, and he's he's a quality player and a leader. Um, I say that's the kind of players you want on your team, uh, yeah. somebody with quality and has a good work ethic and and um, makes plays, obviously. Um, so I, I think it's great. I think it's a good piece to keep around, um, maybe – and I said in the blog or the YouTube channel that I think Quincy Williams, as soon as you can sign him, man, he, that's the first guy I would sign. Is get I'd sign him tomorrow to an extension, quite honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why not? Exactly. Why not? Exactly. Well, <laughs> listen, my friend, I got to get back to these lines. I want to thank you for calling in, bro. I want to hear from you more often, man, because, you know, we're all, all frustrated right, Jets fans. We're all upset, all right? So you go ahead and you have yourself all a right, good all right. You too, Joe. Maybe I'll go back and see my family now. We'll see. <laughs> Please do, man. Please do. All man. right, Joe. Have a good week. All right, I'll be around. Good week. All Take right. care, Joe. Bye. Listen, man. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. What a frustrating loss by the New York Jets. Unbelievably frustrating. Yet again, we come out flat. We sleepwalk through the first half. Then we try to find some way to pick up some type of momentum in the second, and it didn't work. It didn't work. You cannot play against that. And this is a banged-up Falcons team, a defense that literally is terrible. They're giving away points on a weekly basis. I think they give away something like 30-plus points on a weekly basis. And we can only – we can't get it done. We just can't get it. We're struggling to score. This is horrific. Horrific. 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Jacob, man. Jacob, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in. Jacob knows his Jets, man. He knows his Jets through and through. Jacob, we're sitting here after this loss to the Atlanta Falcons. And we're all scratching our heads saying, hey, when is this offense going to step up? What were your thoughts today about the performance of Zach Wilson? 
going on, Joe? And uh, I think it was a pretty disappointing performance. Uh, I think we all are on the same page there. Uh, he definitely stepped it up in the second half. And every game you see the potential flashes of what he's, uh, you know, what he's able to do. And it really just comes down to decision-making and uh, doing the little things because, obviously, you know, you can take the shots downfield, and we know he has the arm talent to do it. But if you're not completing the easy screen passes and the easy checkdowns, how are you going to get to a place where you can take that deep shot down the field and it might be open and they're not expecting it as much? And so I think it really comes down to cleaning up the simple stuff and um, taking it one play at a time and really just limiting turnovers because we're obviously yet to see him play a game where he doesn't turn the ball over. Um, So once we see that and we get an idea of what he looks like when he's not turning the ball over, um, I think we'll have a better idea of what type of quarterback he is. Yeah. Like you said as well, the the short and intermediate stuff for him today was just – there's a lot of struggling there. Balls in the dirt. He could have hit some guys that could have really led to some big games, especially that one to Crowder, which I think honestly could have led to a touchdown because he had guys in front of him that looked like they were ready to block. They were ready to go. Yeah. That ball in the dirt. So it's just tough. But that also starts to ring up something that we've been talking about weekly on a weekly basis. This offensive play calling at times has been suspect, and it was suspect in this game as well. What were your thoughts about some of the play calls that you saw out of LaFleur, and are you concerned that the Jets don't, don't show that type of urgency early enough in football games offensively? I'm definitely a little bit concerned, and I think as the games go on, I, get, I start to get a little bit more concerned each game. And um, – not necessarily just offensive play calling, but there were some very questionable defensive play calls too because on Kyle Pitts' touchdown, he had John Franklin yep. Myers guarding him. And that makes yep. like that makes no sense why you would have him guarding him. You have C.J. Mosley on the field, and you decide to have C.J. Mosley blitz and put your defensive end who's like, what, 285, 290 pounds and who probably runs like a 5-1 40-yard dash, 5-2 40-yard dash on a 6-5, tight end who runs in the 4-4s. It makes no sense. And I would have loved to see C.J. Mosley on Kyle Pitts for more of the game, too, because he's a very good coverage linebacker. But we kept yeah. Michael Carter on him for a lot of the game, and I think that's why, really, he popped off the way he did because it's just too much of a size advantage in his favor. But um, on offense, I think there were definitely some questionable play calls, too. Um, I would have liked to see us run the ball maybe a little bit more because I think Michael Carter had a pretty solid game when he was given the ball. Um, and yeah, that's really all I have to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, man, this is bad. <laughs> Just the offense comes out flat and bad as well. What are your thoughts on the fact that we're not utilizing Mims effectively? I mean, this is another game where we see this guy, the potential on a first and 20, he was able to come out, you know, actually made a play, made a catch, got us the first down and then immediately was put back on the bench. I mean, is it, yeah. what do you think is on there at this point? Like, we're not seeing this guy. Even Elijah Moore, I thought, could have had some plays called his way, schemed up offensively to get him going. What are your thoughts about these guys just not being utilized properly? Yeah, it doesn't make much sense to me at all. But, you know, every time, uh, every time Denzel Mims catches the ball, it's like, 
we all get so pumped up to see him finally catch the ball, and that's just, like, not how it should be. I think he should be on the field way more often because it seems like every time he's on the field, it's like he's – the ball is in his hands every time he gets on the field. So I'm not sure. I'm really like still struggling to figure out. I've been like thinking of all the possibilities of what it could be, but like, I really don't know what's keeping him off the field for the way he's performed. And unless it's like their, their idiotic reason that they're giving of, Oh, he doesn't know where to stand on the field or whatever. It's like, I don't know what else it could be. And the same thing for Elijah Moore. He was on the field definitely a lot more than Denzel Mims was, but yep. he didn't get targeted very much. And obviously he drew that pass interference uh, that led to the Michael Carter touchdown. But, like, the illegal touching and stuff, I it's a rookie mistake, I'm sure. Um, but for both of them, I just think we need to get them more involved. And I know it's a crowded wide receiver group, and Keelan Cole has been good, and Corey Davis has been good. Um but I'd really like to see Denzel Mims get more playing time than a guy like Braxton Berrios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a fact. I just – it's just another stinker offensively. I mean, early we did run the ball pretty decently, but especially when you're playing like that and you're not getting scores, you can't just you, – if you, you continue to just lean on the running game like we saw today, eventually that clock continues to drain and you just run out of time. You've got to be able to take it to the air. You've got to be able to target your guys that are playmakers. We came into this season saying that wide receiver was a strength of this football team. We talked about it yeah. constantly. Offensive wide receiver is a strength of the team. And I feel like we're not utilizing that position group very well at all because there's so many weapons that are underutilized and misutilized altogether. Now I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball with you, man, because you touched on some things there, but what are your thoughts about our inability to stop Cordell Patterson? I mean, it seemed like this guy was all over the place, running wide open at times within our defense and our coverage. What are your thoughts on that, man? I think it was just poor play calling on defense, too. And I was surprised because Jeff Ulbrick and Robert Tala combined, like they've been. Oh, I think we lost him. Oh, we lost Jacob. We lost Jacob. He was bringing some fire. Jacob, hopefully you call back in. But like he was saying as well, uh, you look at the situation with Sulla and Ulbrick. Listen. Cordell Patterson was out there running around open all day, all day. They were handing the ball off to him. It was the Cordell Patterson show. It was all him. And that's what killed me was we knew what they were coming out to do. We knew it. We knew, hey, look, they're without Ridley. They're without Gage. They're without a lot of their guys offensively. We know they're going to come out, right, and try to get the ball to Cordell Patterson. We know that. We know they're going to try to get the ball to Kyle Pitts, and it was just like we couldn't stop it. But we got Jacob back on the line. We're going to bring him back on. Salute, Jacob. Thank you for calling back on in. I know we lost you. Jacob, go ahead and give me your, uh, finish your take about Cordell Patterson and what he was uh, doing to us out there you know, against our defense. Yeah, sorry. I don't know what happened there. That was weird. Um, but like I was saying, I was surprised because Robert Sola and Jeff Olbrick have been so good together so far. And the only reason 20-something points have been put on us pretty much every week is just because the defense is out there a majority of the game. So, for the most part, they've done a a terrific job of holding the opposing offenses to field goals, um, you know, limiting the touchdowns. But I was a little bit surprised today because I think we knew coming into the game that those were the two big worries, Cordero Patterson and Kyle Pitts. And we seem to just, like, not adjust to anything you know, no matter the situation, we see Kyle Pitts is starting to go off and we don't change anything about our game plan at all. We just disregard whatever is going on. 
And yeah. that's not what successful teams do. And so while our second ha- our second half offense was definitely a lot better and we played with a lot of fire in the second half, I mean, the, the defense was definitely disappointing, especially having the pass rushing being our, our arguably the best part of our team. To have them not get a sack at all, they brought some pressure, but to see them not record a sack was definitely disappointing as well. Yeah. Yeah. You go from seven sacks to zero. <laughs> Seven sacks and zero. And, again, Atlanta's offensive line is not, like, stellar. This offens- yeah, this offensive line will give them up. And we got nothing today. We, we got nothing. Absolutely nothing. But the thing that bothered me as well, we talked about the offense, we talked about this defense, but the penalties is what killed me as well, especially when you watch us defensively. We extended so many drives for the Falcons with our penalties. Yeah. That defensive pass interference call on Wilson extended the drive. Shepard holding calls on running plays, helped them, bailing them out so many times on third down. What are your thoughts about the way and how undisciplined we play football? What are your thoughts about that, man? Yeah, I really didn't like it because penalties are just such a killer. It kills momentum in, like, every single way, shape, or form. And from right from the get-go when we had that roughing the passer on the first drive of the game, it was going to be a three and out, and then they bailed the Falcons out like that. Like these roughing yep. the passer rules, I like I can't stand them at all anymore. It's like you're like you can't tackle the quarterback. Like you just got to let them throw the ball. I guess. Like I'm not sure what they're trying to enforce there. I understand they want to prevent head injuries, but like it, football is a game of tackling. That's what you do in football. You tackle the opposing players. And yeah. so right off the bat, that, like, totally killed our momentum. Our defense was fired up, getting into the game, about to force a three and out, and then you see that flag on the ground, and it just everybody is so let down. And then there's yeah. definitely some things that need to be cleaned up with some of our other guys, the holding, the – I don't think we had a false start in this game, but the holding, the hands to the face, pass interference, just everything like that. And Nathan Shepard has been pretty disappointing. He's only played, like – 20% of our snaps, and he has, I think, five holding calls. So I I don't know what to tell you about that. Oh, my goodness. It is insane, dude. It's completely insane. I just – we are so undisciplined. If you go back again, you look at all these games, we're penalized. I think the Patriots, we had something like seven or eight flags for 77 yards. The game yeah. after that, the Broncos – at like eight flags for 89 yards, we're constantly heavily penalized like this. And, again, I always speak this, and and you you brought up a great point there, Jacob, is when you do things like that, you're killing yourself. You're shooting yourself in the foot. That's what you're doing. You're hurting your own team. That's when we're hurting ourselves, and we're giving away yards. We're gifting drive extenders. That's what we're doing. We bailed the Titans out, like you said as well, on third downs where they couldn't figure things out. We were bailing them out at times. That's just that's, – you can't do that. We're not talented enough to play like that. And even if we were talented enough, we shouldn't be doing that because that will help you keep a team around that should not be around in the game with, with you. For insane. sure. Completely insane. Just disappointing. So my final question for you, I'm trying to end on a little positivity here, is what are your yeah. thoughts about the experience of John Franklin Myers, man? How would you feel about that? I was really, really happy to see it because you could see the emotion that he spoke with. And um, if you think about it in a different way, it's really like the first step towards 
the real rebuilding process because before, as we're just tearing everything apart, every player that we have with potential, we're moving on for draft picks and just getting whatever we can for them just to draft new players. But to see us finally give money to a player who's deserving it is definitely a step in the right direction. And it's great to see because for someone who came off waivers and, um, you know, we picked up out of nowhere just off the the waivers from the Rams and to see him get that nice contract extension like that is, I guess, a, you know, a good form of motivation for the other players to say, if you can just come in here and do your job, uh, we'll reward you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. And, I, and it builds things and builds culture in the locker room as well. When you get guys that understand, Hey, you know, if you come, like you said as well, if you come here, you play hard, you know, you keep your nose clean, everything's good. John Franklin Myers is a team guy. Every time you hear someone speak about him, it's, you know, how he's just a locker room guy and it's all about the jets. Then we'll make sure that you stay a jet. You come here, you play hard, you play to the wall, you play well, and we'll reward you. That's huge. That's a huge message to send to the locker room. So that's another reason why I loved it as well. So, Jacob, listen, man, after a tough loss, it was great to speak to you today, man. I'm going to, ha- going to go ahead and let you go, man. You have yourself a good one, man. All right, you too. All right. Jacob, again, calling in with the fire, man. This was tough. This was a tough loss. And it was tough because – the Jets had so many things rolling in their favor, so many good things happened. We were just coming off a win against the Titans. Everybody was feeling it. You got the Falcons. They roll in without their top two weapons, and they're just able to still find guys. We just can't stop them. We can't stop them. We can't get anything started offensively, and we run out of time, man. This is just bad. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. I want to thank everybody for calling in, everybody for watching the game with me as well. That was amazing. I'm just frustrated, man. I'm frustrated with this football team, frustrated with the way that we play. It's tough. It's really tough. So, listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page, my content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. It's one of the guys that's playing some of the best football on that offensive line, all right? I have that jersey on at all times. I'm also on YouTube as well. We live stream during the games. We have a lot of fun. We post content. YouTube is Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Please subscribe, turn on your notification bell, and give my videos a thumbs up too. And if you want to troll me in those comments, no issues, I will troll you right back as well, man. Right back. I'll show you right back. It's tough, especially with the Jets playing the way that they play. It's very tough to troll people. But I will do it. As always, people, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, okay? Arms out, chest open, and the hugs will remain free. 
No matter what anyone tells you, the hugs will always be free, never charged, especially at times like this. You got an Atlanta Falcons team coming in. They're not very good. They're missing guys. They still can't beat them. I want to thank you folks for calling in. Thank you folks for uh, taking the time out to call in and, and, and listen to the show and watch the show. You folks are the absolute greatest. Without you people, I'm absolutely nothing. As always, you folks have a good one. Peace. Yeah.